0: Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nesh on Live 95.
1: Did you know that the Leaving Cert curriculum has 17 different languages? This means students can opt to be examined in languages such as Russian or Japanese as part of the state exams. But one language that is not included is Irish sign language, is this a significant omission for the 40,000 people who communicate in ISL? Well, I'm joined now by Principal Maria Allen of the Midwest School for the Deaf, based here in Limerick, and by John Stewart, Manager of the Sign Language Interpreting Service. You're both very welcome. Uh, Maria, good morning to you. Do you morning think to- then that ISL should become a Leaving Cert subject?
2: Absolutely, Joe. Um, it's already on the um, leave and start applied as a subject there. And there is absolutely no reason why that can transfer throughout the whole school system. Like it's not on the um, primary curriculum as a subject um, in its own. And it's not there at junior cycle as a subject on its own right, except for some schools that have it as um, a short course. So it needs to be developed into a full curriculum right across the school spectrum and that is being looked at currently by the National Council for Curriculum and Assessment and our school has been involved with the council with regards to um, student voice and teacher voice for the development of a curriculum at primary level which is exciting
1: Yeah, I went to see Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in the Board Gosh over the last few weeks Um, and a great show and all that big crowd the day that I was there Um, It's a British production and one of uh, the characters in it it was using sign language. Now, I didn't know the difference, but I I did wonder, was it British or Irish sign language? And I I honestly don't know (laughs) the answer to that question.
2: I don't know either. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I know some of our local pantos had it interpreted by our fantastic interpreters here in the Midwest. And it's great to see when you when it's more visible, people recognize it and people see it and they begin to question and say, oh, I'd love to learn that. And where could I learn that? And we often get phone calls after productions like that, wondering where they can get classes in ISL. So it's wonderful for it to be seen and to be very visual out there. Um, at the moment but we really do need to get it into schools and as you said there in the introduction to be able to do your leave insert in Russian or German or any other language 17 of them and to have Irish Sign Language uh, missing from that list is very disappointing for deaf students in the country
1: Right Uh, As I mentioned along with the principal of the Midwest School for the Deaf based here in Limerick-Murray-Allen we also have John Stewart who is manager of the Sign Language Interpreting Service How are you John?
0: Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Maria. So tell us
1: a little bit about the Sign Language Interpreting Service.
0: So the Sign Language Interpreting Service is a public-funded service. We get funding from the Citizens Information Board um, and the Department of Social Protection to provide services, um, interpreting services. So if you need an interpreter and you don't know how to go about it, you contact us and uh, we have a referral service to support service providers and indeed deaf people to arrange interpreters for their needs and um, we also support the deaf community so for example we have a GP scheme so um, you know we started it five years ago prior to that deaf people weren't going to doctors today when they want to go to a doctor they text at this list phone and we arrange the interpreter and an appointment with the GP and get back and confirm that with them so the first year we did that there were 217 um, appointments made, last year there were over two and a half thousand
1: That's a fabulous service overall isn't it is there a fee attached?
0: Uh, Slis don't Slis don't charge a fee to any deaf person ever Um, so the interpreter of course has to get paid but we have an arrangement with the HSE for the GP service So the HSE pay the interpreter, because prior to that, if I go to the doctor, it costs me 60 quid. Um, If a deaf person went five years ago, they were paying 60 quid plus the interpreter fee, and it put them off. So the HSE uh, have agreed to fund interpreting for all GP appointments uh, and primary care appointments for deaf people. Um, We also provide a remote interpreting service. So if a deaf person wants to talk to, you know, uh, Limerick Radio, RTE, uh, the Department of Agriculture, the disability section of the Department of Social Protection, um, they can use a remote interpreter, which is a video online interpreter, who will then translate from Irish Sign Language into English and vice versa. So the deaf citizen can get their business done the same as any hearing citizen
1: right um maria that's just a fabulous service isn't it
2: yeah it is it's fantastic joe because for years um you know the number of interpreters that were out there was very limited so we would often get called up to the hospital and obviously we're not interpreters or anything like that but in cases of severe emergency we have been up there as members of the school here in limerick and i know for our for our deaf staff those that are using the interpreter service for their own benefit is huge. But I also know our students are now getting that advocacy in school where we teach them their rights as a, as a young deaf adult. And they are contacting SLIS um, to organise interpreters to go for like GP meetings or things like that. And you re- may remember Ali O'Connor, who represented Ireland in the FAI um, Disability Soccer um, Cup. And she organised the interpreter herself. And, you know, that was was a real empowering moment for her. Organised the interpreter for her training sessions up in Dublin with the FAI and things like that. So it is it like it's mm. a fantastic service and it was badly needed.
1: You know, Maria, I've just realised like we know each other since we were kids and I never asked yeah. you how you got interested in this specific area yourself.
2: Um, yeah, it's 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 a good. Long time ago now, Joe. I was teaching in the school next door in Our Lady of Lourdes School, and a vacancy came up here in the school for the deaf. And um, I suppose I was encouraged to go for it by the principal next door. The job that I was in wasn't a permanent job, and I was only sobbing. And um, I came over and I visited and I just, I I loved it. I found it very welcoming and very opening. And it was something I'd never considered. And I said, I'd try it and see if I liked it. Um, And I got the job and sure, I love it. I just, it's just completely different, Joe. It's a completely different world and that, own sense of language and culture and community it's very much like a family here and with the deaf community you're very much part of the community when you're in the schools or as an interpreter I'm sure as John would say like it's it's a small community but a very powerful one as well.
1: Yeah and and how much extra training did you have to do then for the role?
2: Uh, well, obviously, I had to learn sign language. So at the time, we did um, a year long course in sign language at level one, level two and level three. And then as as well as that, I did a postgrad um, to become a qualified teacher for the deaf. And we did that um, long distance learning out of the University of Birmingham. And that was over two years and um, that was funded by the Special Education Support Service. So there's, there's a lot to it. It's not just teaching children who can't hear. There's a lot around culture and community and language and the difference, you know, in acquiring language for a deaf child and all of that is involved in the course as well. So it's a it's a fabulous course. Right.
1: It's really good. And a listener's asking here, um, because you mentioned this, uh, Maria, um, saying my son is in a school in County Limerick. He's in Leaving Cert Applied and Irish Sign Language wasn't available. Is this a new subject that just come in this year?
2: No, it's there. It's there a long time, actually. Um, it's on the curriculum, but maybe it's just not a choice subject in that school. Um, and not every school is providing it. So, um, it, like, there's four modules in the course at Leaving Applied, and deaf students can take all four and then there are two modules on it for other students and it's like basic sign language you know around around language um, greetings around shopping around you know ba- basic um, language support then and the first two modules and then they also have to learn a bit about the deaf community and deaf culture and that's really important because you know it's it's not just language there are other things involved And things like booking interpreters and deaf people's rights, all of that is involved in the course as well. So it's a fabulous course, but it is something that we do need to bring in at primary level. And in school here ourselves, we developed our own curriculum based on the old Goilga curriculum and the 99 Gaelic curriculum. And we just translated that into sign language and added vocabulary and things like that to it. And we shared that with the NCCA and with the Special Education Support Service. And every school in the country has um, that available to them as a functional language and communication aid resource. That's fantastic. So, that's so it started in Limerick. Yeah, started here in school. We developed it here in our school because of the lack of a, of a curriculum for sign language. And we said we needed something. And we worked with our inspector and we worked then with the Special Education Support Service to, be- to develop that. So we have that and we have shared that with the National Council for Curriculum and Assessment as well. And they, they are working to develop a curriculum at primary level. And I suppose the big thing for us when the new curriculum came in and the primary language curriculum, sign language is mentioned in that and it is a part of that and it is a way that can be taught and assessed throughout that, which is great. And then we were also involved in developing a pilot programme with um, the languages unit in the National Council Curriculum and Assessment and the CDS in Trinity in developing a short cycle for the junior cert. And um, we did that as well, a short course. So our students were the first in the country to have Irish Sign Language officially on their GPA, their Profile of Achievement for junior Uh, certs. So it's big. Yeah,
1: Uh, we're chatting to the principal, Maria Allen, of the Midwest School for the Deaf, based here in Limerick. And John Stewart is with us uh, as well, who's manager of the Sign Language Interpreting Service. And a very interesting work that they do was outlined. Um, We had uh, a situation in the recent past where very briefly, in a park in Limerick, uh, the wrong sign language was put up on signs, uh, British sign language as opposed to Irish sign language. John, have you come across that type of situation in the past?
0: Yeah, I think putting British sign language or BSL um, on that playground was akin to putting up a sign in Portuguese or Swahili. It's a completely different language. So, for example, when you were talking about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, that was done in Irish Sign Language. Because Irish Sign Language and British Sign Language and French Sign Language and Portuguese Sign Language are all different languages. And I'm sure it wouldn't take a a huge imagination leap for your listeners to uh, understand that the deaf community have been extremely isolated. For ever and uh, it's only recently that the state has uh, recognized this and uh, has actually made some good progress in terms of uh, trying to address it and Limerick is you know at, at the forefront of that you, you you know the Midwest School for the Deaf and, and Maria are doing amazing work down there you also have a uh, an ISL choir Hands in Harmony, and they've been going ten years. They're going to have a, they're going to have a, a celebration of their tenth anniversary in November this year. They're based in Limerick. You have the Midwest Irish Sign Language Hub, very active in terms of providing uh, supports as a voluntary group um, in ter- you know, like social and educational events. I think they they are planning well-being classes for the deaf community because it's quite being isolated and marginalised uh, does have impacts on a whole range of equality issues including mental health. Um, but yeah, mm. ISL and BSL are... are well, yeah, well, well,
1: I'm glad you mentioned Hands and Harmony. I've seen them perform, and in all honesty, it is an incredibly emotional experience um, to, to watch what they do and how they do it. Um, so you mentioned about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that I was talking about earlier, because it, it was one of the main um, performers who was using sign language. So I don't know whether um, she had come over with the British production and had to learn Irish sign language or not.
0: But there would be no point in somebody standing up on stage and speaking swahili to an irish audience it was done in irish sign language and um, i'm not sure of uh who did it or why and um, how they how they did it but if you want to communicate with irish citizens irish deaf citizens you need to use irish sign language and um, you've had situations in the past uh, because of isolation where the, lang- you know, boys were, th- were donkeys years ago, boys were taught in boys' schools and girls' and girls' schools and sometimes they developed different signs. Um, but now, since 2017, the Irish Sign Language Act officially recognises Irish Sign Language as a native uh, and recognised language of the state. And, and can and I, I ask you then, John, that
1: do, do you think then that it is uh, really important Practically, but also symbolically, that Irish Sign Language is included on the Leaving Cert Languages curriculum.
0: Yeah, and that's what I was getting at. Yeah, I think it's much more uh, important than uh, symbolic, symbolism. The Irish Sign Language has been recognised as a native language of the state in 2017 in the ISL Act, the Irish Sign Language Act. It must be included in the school curriculum and the work that Maria has done with, you know, the partners in education is is well overdue but they're doing, a, they're progressing that really well but it should be available to any citizen in the state to learn Irish Sign Language, um, including deaf people but not just deaf people. It should be available at junior cert level and I'd fully agree with Maria in terms of the uh, in Advancement she's making in relation to primary cert curriculums as well. But, um, you know, we have two official languages and a third recognised language now with Irish Sign Language. And if they provide 17 other languages, they should provide Irish Sign okay. Language. Uh, I right. must.
1: All right, very good. Well, listen, really interesting to talk to both of you for your perspectives and knowledge, uh, but also your views on uh, this issue this morning. Uh, Principal of the Midwest School for the Deaf, Maria Allen. Uh, Thank you, Maria, regular contributor on Limerick Today. And also great to chat to John Stewart, manager of the Sign Language Interpreting Service. And you can go on their website and find out much more about the excellent service that they provide. Thank you.